Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Power of Her Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, um, with social media, you know, everybody gets their opportunity to introduce themselves to the world, um, but they kind of limit people on what they can say. So I'd like you to have an opportunity to really share with our listeners how you see yourself in the world. So who is Nichelle Lawrence? Um, Nichelle Lawrence is a wife and mom of four wonderful little girls. I, um, as a, I'm a doula in training and um, I'm a brand designer. And so through that, I hope to empower women in life and business while holding space for women as they navigate um, pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. So I'm pretty much just a mom that cheers on other moms. I like to see women win, um, and I find joy in holding people's hands as they get to whatever their winning moment is. Cool. So you are doing doula training. So how did you get started with that? Well, like I said, I'm a mom of four. And probably after my second daughter, somewhere along the way on social media, I saw, uh, found out what a doula was. And um, in finding out that a doula is just really a support person, Um, for a woman who is going to have a baby or who has had a baby, um, it really lined up with with what I do, not necessarily though um, naturally. So as I'm helping women build their brands, I'm kind of holding their hand and supporting them in birthing something that's on the inside of them. So to be able to do that for someone who is birthing naturally, I just feel is amazing. Um, I was not able to or did not think to have a duel in any of my births. Right. Um, I wish that I would have um, given myself that opportunity, but, but since I didn't, I know how important it is to have somebody there that is going to hold your hand, coach you through it, talk you through it, um, do whatever it takes to, to make you feel comfortable. Um, I had my family with me, of course, and right. my husband was there with me, but do you ever have somebody that's almost like a girlfriend that's like, yeah, you can do this, you yeah. can make it? Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. So yeah. I would just love to be able to do that for, right. for other women. And I think it's great because, um, like, I even went to the doctor just for a regular appointment the other day. And sometimes it's hard to advocate for yourself. It is. So to have someone there that's, like, not you, not your family, but just kind of like a third party who knows the ends from, you know, a different perspective exactly. is just really beneficial. You know, they know your goals. They know what you're wanting but they also you know if something changes with your goals you know while you're there sometimes you can't do what you wanted to do originally you know they can help navigate you mentally and I think too oftentimes especially when it comes to um, pregnancy that's a fragile time in your life anyway Mm -hmm. Um, and so oftentimes you are scared into doing or agreeing to certain things right that you might not even need to yeah or three of my pregnancies three or two, two of my <laughs> pregnancies um i had to schedule inductions okay and 
when it came down to it, I actually went into labor be- before the, the scheduled date of the right. induction. But to think that for really no real medical reason, mm-hmm. just other than the fact that I was close to my due date, yeah. somebody was like, oh, okay, let's get this baby out. Yeah. And who knows what could have happened if right. we actually would have gotten to that point. Yeah. Had I had a doula, maybe they would have said, hey, Michelle, let's slow down. Let's, you know, right. wait and see what happens. Let's wait this out. Yeah. And, um. I could have been more informed that way. Right, so, right. Yeah. And especially, like, when you're in the term of your pregnancy, at the end, it's like, you're over it. You know? Yeah. So when the doctor says, oh, let's schedule you to get induced, you're like, okay, uh-huh. that's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. And, you know, there's a lot of complications when it comes yes. to that. And mm-hmm. we don't know that. We don't think about that. We're just like, it's time. <laughs> and we think, of course, doctors know best. Right. And we assume that they have our best interests. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Um, so what is something, like, really cool that you've learned since you started your training? Something really cool, um, I guess the first thing that pops to my head, um, is even how we were just talking about, um, due dates. Yeah. And it's more so that we don't necessarily deliver babies, but we birth babies. Right. And, um, I think a lot of times, um, as we were saying, we like to rush that or, you know, get it over with or get mm-hmm. to the end. And, you know, just because we're at 40 weeks, that does not mean, it's you know, that it's time to, p- to push that baby yeah. out. So just knowing um, that our bodies kind of know what they're doing. Right. And if we're able to just trust it, mm-hmm. most times it'll be smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so for our listeners who maybe don't know, what is the difference between a midwife and a doula? Well, they say that um, doulas are waist up and midwives are not. So <laughs> as a doula, I necessarily, I would not be helping you actually birth the baby physically. Right. Okay. So yep. I won't be down there, down there, behind, <laughs> behind the curtain, behind the veil. Um, it would more so be moral support and um, helping to advocate the things that you want. Whereas a midwife would jump in there like a doctor or an OB and right. um, actually help to get that baby out. Great. So what hurdles have you faced since starting this process and how have you overcome them? Hurdles. Um, I would think my biggest hurdle would probably just be um, myself. Yeah. Um, staying motivated. Yeah. Staying, um, staying focused on the end result. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we come up with these dreams and these visions and these ideas, and they are spectacular. Um, they sound great. But when it gets down to actually doing the work, it can be exhausting, yeah. especially when you have other responsibilities, mm-hmm. um, like a whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Just some extra people. <laughs> right. So, you know, it gets, it gets, yeah, it can get tiring. So right. actually um, staying the course and staying committed um, has been a hurdle, but remembering my why and remembering that... Um, I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm right. doing this for women in my community. I'm doing this um, for my children to have something to, to look up to um, and maybe even um, something to aspire to right. um, by seeing me do this. Um, it really makes you want to keep going and to keep pushing. Yeah. 
Awesome. So what support and or resources are available to someone who may want to get into the same thing? Um, well, Google is always going to be your friend. <laughs> um, honestly, I am starting out with a online program. Okay. And so that's one of the great things about social media is whatever you're looking for, you're able to go and find right. online. Um, black doulas because when I started I didn't know of any, I didn't know of any doulas let alone black doulas um, but just being able to go out and and to search that and be able to find people that have like you know a similar interest um, that somewhat look like me so um, just being able to go out online and finding either programs or and I've looked into them all <laughs> I bet <laughs> I've looked into them all so being able to find programs and I what's what's most important though is finding something that speaks to you and to what you believe in right so the program that I'm a part of um it's ran by um a black Christian woman okay. um, and so a lot of her beliefs and her values are similar to ones that I already possess um, and so I thought that that was a good opportunity for me to get in there and to um, get my feet wet. So just to sidetrack a little bit, um, being that we're in Lansing, yes. how do you feel women in the Lansing area like, have they been receptive to the idea of, like, having a doula or just introducing that? Because I feel like that's something that people don't talk about here. Um, I feel that when um, I express to someone that I'm becoming a doula, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have not heard the term. Right. They have not heard the term. And so I think they're open to learning about it. But yeah. then, of course, it comes along with, well, would I be able to even have a doula? Can I afford one? Is right. my insurance going to pay for it? Um, is that something that we do? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think there needs to be some, there's, there's some opportunities for some education. Yeah, um, yeah. As far as the benefits of benefits of a doula and actually um, becoming one you know like growing up how awesome would it have been if somebody came in for career day and was like hey you could be a doula right hey, you could be a midwife mm -hmm. like because i knew you know doctor that's you know right that's one about, track yeah i don't want to go doctor mm -hmm. i don't want to go to <laughs> I don't want to go to school for eight years. years. Yeah. But to think that you could still have an impact. So like I said, there, there's opportunity for education. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So are you going to spearhead that um, opportunity? <laughs> On the spot much? But, um, um, it's possible. Okay. It's possible. Okay. Well, I'm done having kids, but I'm definitely here to support. So... <laughs> <laughs> um so what are you curious about right now so like what other than the things that you're already doing do you want to learn about Yes. Oh my god. With yoga, it seems like it's really 
don't know, it's really popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to a couple yoga classes. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm a yogi. And, <laughs> you know, I do my little thing at home. But I would love to know um, a lot more about that. Yeah. And then kind of just wellness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I'm kind of on this little track. I've been calling myself like a two-week pescatarian because... <laughs> Yeah. One Monday, I was like, I'm not going to eat meat today. Mm-hmm. And then it's like grown into like a couple weeks and it's been kind of nice. So that's something I want to, you know, kind of dive into more and learn more about. But yeah. yeah. It's crazy how I feel like we're super aligned because so I've been wanting to do the yoga instructor training for like probably like four years I've been just like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I just never do it for one there's multiple reasons and this is like (laughs) I don't think that it's fair but this is just my personal opinion so I can go to college right now and I can get financial aid I can take out student loans to get this education that society feels is necessary to do whatever but if I want to go to yoga instructor training like I gotta pay three thousand dollars out of pocket yes you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know, like, I can go get a group instructor training certification at LCC, but I can't go to a yoga studio, and you know what I mean? Like, in something that's really beneficial to people, I mean, it's proven the benefits, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, the re- the same resources aren't equally available, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, you know, one thing that I just feel like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and it's a really big time commitment because, you know, it's 200 hours, but in a short amount of time. Um, so it's like three days a week. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a lot. But it is something that I really want to do. And I'm going to do it one day um, when the time is right. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Wellness, I'm, like, obsessed with everything wellness. I just, from deodorant to food to, you know, like, I just get lost in fresh time and Whole Foods. Just, I just want to look. I don't want to spend no money. I just want to look. What is this? What does this do? (laughs) Um, And then also, I have not been eating meat either. So it's been, like, a month. But I have noticed, like, for me specifically, I noticed that I was having a lot of issues with my stomach before I cut out meat. Like, I just would be sick all the time. Um, And it's gotten so much better since I've cut out meat. So I'm not saying that meat was the culprit, but I feel better, personally. Okay, well, so, I'm about to tell you my business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So about 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. I went to the doctor, I was having horrible stomach pain, mm-hmm. and I was diagnosed with fibroids. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So right. I went to Google mm-hmm. and um, started reading about, like, not eating red meat um, and things like that. So I probably went, like, a month just eating fish right. mostly. Okay. Um, symptoms stop, mm-hmm. go back to the doctor, have an ultrasound, they're like, huh, I don't see any fibroids. Yeah, so... Oh my gosh. I feel like... So, going meatless or plant-based or whatever is another thing that's, like, really trending right now. Yeah, But, so, I feel good about doing it just because, personally, I feel like I already know what the results could be. Yeah, yeah. 
So I feel like I healed myself before. <laughs> <laughs> and so like if I can keep that up for a preventative, mm-hmm. then, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's awesome. And it's like, I wonder though, like, is it actually the meat or what's being put in the meat or what the animals are eating? Like, and I know there's like grass fed organic beef that's a thousand dollars a pound available, but that's not realistic for most households living in America. Um, So I'm just going to cut it out completely. Like I'm done. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You know? Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. (laughs) Um, so what aren't you very good at right now that you're working on to improve? I'm not very good at taking a lot of time out for myself. Okay. And so I have a lot of, we'll call them personal projects right. going. Um, and I, I do take time to to work on those and so in my mind I'm telling myself that I'm taking all time for myself because I'm getting these things done right but uh, I probably just like need to schedule a nap time yeah or something yeah um and so that's one thing that I do want to improve on Mm -hmm. like taking that time out and not feeling like oh, I'm missing out on X, Y, and Z because, yeah. Yeah. That's a I agree. I agree. Because I feel like, you know, with the side projects and the personal projects, you feel like I'm doing this for me, so this is it. And I don't know if you know this, but I listen to podcasts probably 90% of the time, like all the time. And so I was listening to a podcast, and I can't remember what it was anymore. Um, But she was interviewing an artist and she was asking like art is your self-care but art is also your business so how do you you know decide when it's what you know what I mean and I just thought that that was really interesting and it's something that I think a lot of creatives struggle with like I'm starting the side project because this is a passion of mine and I love doing it and it feels good when I do it but then once you turn it into something it takes away from, you know, like, I mean, it still feels good doing it, but it takes away from the self-care aspect, so. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I used to make jewelry. Okay. And I loved doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get off work at five and probably start making jewelry at six and then be up to two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Doing stuff. Like, I loved it until I started selling it. Yeah. And then I was like, I never want to make another piece of jewelry. <laughs> I get no more jewelry. <laughs> um, so just to dive a little deeper, do you consider yourself a feminist? And what does that mean to you? In the aspect of believing that women should have equal rights and be able to do whatever it is they want to do, yeah. then yes. Um... I would not call myself a feminist, though. Right. Uh, I I don't know. I guess personally, in in some areas, I prefer more traditional. I can't see any moving my fingers, but quotes, quotes, traditional um, (laughs) gender roles when it comes to something. Okay. I feel like a more radical feminist would be like, "Girl, you're not a feminist. Go sit down." (laughs) You know. 
Um, <laughs> but as far as, yes, you know, girls can do whatever boys can do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We don't have to be all about the pink. You right. Know, things like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been trying to teach my son that. So my oldest son, who's six, does Taekwondo. Okay. And they do sparring, which is basically just fighting. Yes. Okay. Taekwondo people will probably be upset with me for saying that. <laughs> but they're fighting. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and so there's times in class where he has to fight or spar girls. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that he holds back. And I asked him, like, why do you do that? And he's like, we're not supposed to hit girls. And I'm like, but you're hindering them by not giving them your all. Like, you guys are the same age, the same belt color, the same rank. And if you're not giving them your all, then you're holding them back from learning more, you know? Like, you can't just let them beat you up because they're girls. That's not fair. Right. You know? And so he's really working on, you know, changing his mindset on that. But it's Hmm. not, it's not easy. It's kind of, it's hard. Because it's like in real life, no, I really don't want you to hit a girl. Mm. But I also don't want you to hit anybody, you know? You shouldn't walk around hitting people, so it's like it's. I think it's just confusing to a six-year-old. Just no, I can see that. <laughs> no, I get that, and I guess well, I don't have any boys, so right. Like, yeah, that language isn't really something that I yeah. had to deal with because mm-hmm. I guess it would be you know, don't hit anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know we mm. like. I, I would say Paul and I are pretty non-traditional in almost every aspect. <laughs> um, and, you know, my family typically makes fun of us all the time, and we're these weird hippies who just are there and, you know, just, I don't know, they joke with us all the time, which is fine. Um, and my parents... Although when I think of them raising me, I think that they were pretty new school. So I think of like my upbringing and I'm like, my parents were pretty cool and laid back. They let me express myself, you know. Um, but I look at them now and I'm like, you guys are so stuck in the past mentally. <laughs> and I love them dearly. But, you know, they just say certain things that, you know, are harmless, mm-hmm. you know, Technically, but you open your eyes real big, like we don't say that anymore, right? Yeah. Like, nobody talks like that, you know. Um, just like lots of things, I think. Just I don't know, we live in a different world almost. And I think some of those things, it's uh, it's kind of fine line, mm-hmm. um, because even with um, my four girls, each one of them is a different skin complexion, right. And everyone comments on the fact that they're a different skin complexion. I'm like, shut so? up. So I don't care, you know. <laughs> or they each have different texture hair. Mm-hmm. Like they're each a different kid. Yeah. But, you know, we get the oh, so and so has really good hair. Oh, she's not gonna have to wear braids because it's this. And I'm like, yeah. I get what you're saying, but let's not let's not pit them against each other right. based on something that really doesn't even matter. And I remember even in high school, like, I started telling people, like, there's no such thing as good or bad hair. Like, Mm -hmm. stop saying that. It doesn't exist. Like, and honestly, 
everyone wants what they don't have anyways. So I want an afro so bad and I can't have one for the life of me. It doesn't matter what I do. I have really pretty curls, but they just don't stand up the way I want them to. And so to me, I have bad hair, you know? (laughs) My hair is bad. It doesn't do what I want it to do. Um, Or when I was younger, I wanted my hair straight all the time. I would flyer my hair every single day, every day. And to the point where it didn't curl anymore when I wet it, it just was still straight all the time. Um, So I just, I don't know, I wish that people would get out of that mentality of like, one is better than the other or whatever, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. So where are you at with religion and spirituality? Well, I am, I'm a Christian, um, and I guess I grew up with the mindset, I guess I'll say I grew up more, um, religious, so I was taught and I believe you had to do this, 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 you know, to be a Christian, um, you need to look this way, you need to talk this way. This is how you act. Um, if they're not doing X, Y, Z, perhaps they're not really right. a Christian. And I feel though, at this point in my life, um, I'm more so like about relationship. Um, so my Christianity may not look like the next person's Christianity. Right. Just like my marriage is not necessarily going to look like yours. Right, and I can't come into your marriage and say, "Hey, you should be doing bloody bloody," mm-hmm. you know, because that—that's your relationship. Right. Um. So that's pretty much where I am. I yeah. feel like, um, I don't know. I'm at a point where like I don't want to box God in. Mm-hmm. So. And he's I'm, been boxed in for a long time. For a long time. So I'm probably <laughs> not as easily offended I guess right um as the average or typical Christian would be right um when it comes to certain ideas of things that could be possible yeah I try to be a little bit more open-minded okay so cool so if heaven does exist what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly white gates well done, thy good and faithful Michelle. Come on in, girl. Here's your mansion and your crown. And here's the map, how to get there. And <laughs> um, really, though, I want, um, I would want God to be pleased with um, the service that I did here on earth. So, for him to um, acknowledge that, like, yep, you love people the way that I love. Yep, you gave the way that I would have given. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. that. That would be good. Okay. In addition to my mansion. Yeah. And my <laughs> <laughs> so, I have some, like, rapid fire questions. Uh, okay. Um, what's your superpower? Being a mom. That's a good one. Yeah. That's really good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because that's not just one superpower. That's a whole bunch of them. It's like a thousand of them wrapped into one. <laughs> yes, yes. So what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> it sucks. Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that. Um... So my ideal routine and what I try to do mm-hmm. is um, get up before the kids. Okay. Um, pray, read my devotion, um, meditate, mm-hmm. and drink some tea. That's my ideal morning. That um, sounds like a nice morning. Really relaxing. Probably only happens one or two times a week. That's okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I like to do. Yeah. And then after that, start getting people off to sleep. <laughs> um so what music are you listening to right now and that can be a song artist playlist album i listen to india Irie's latest project i'm gonna have to check that out yeah um like um her song give thanks like i just play that all the time over and over again yeah um yeah it's really it's a, it's a nice out. project. It's short. Yeah. It's short. It's only a few songs. But, but she's amazing. Yeah, so. she is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what TV show are you binging right now? Grey's Anatomy. Currently. <sighs> Where are you at? It's, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm all caught up. Okay. I'm all caught up. But. You started over? I did. Okay. Because, well, so we um have chosen not to have cable right now. Right. And so, you know, Netflix is typically what. And for some, I don't know, just for some random reason, I'm like, oh, I want to start Grey's Anatomy again. So, yeah, I wrapped, I finished, like, just in time for new season to come out. Yeah. And now I'm caught up on the last three or four episodes of the new season. And I did that last year. So right when we had Jeremiah Earl this week, like, I had seen random episodes of Grey's Anatomy, but never, mm-hmm. like, watched it mm-hmm. in its entirety. So I was like, let's watch Grey's Anatomy. So we started from the beginning, got all caught up. And then last year, I was like, I need to start all over. <laughs> so I did, and I got caught up right before season 14 came out. Uh-huh. And it was it was really good. Like, I just, there was so much that I had forgotten. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh, just so much, which I can't even remember again now because it's been so long. It's so much, and it just goes on forever and ever and ever, but it was so good. And there were things, like, I'm not an emotional person, Mm -hmm. and it takes, like, you could come up to me and tell me that, like, somebody died, and I would just look at you like, I'm so sorry, and I, like, I wouldn't, I lack a lot of empathy, which is something that I'm working on. But I can watch Grey's Anatomy, episodes that I've already seen and ball my eyes out like my throat is literally hurting watching this this is so hard like why is this so hard that's not okay you know but I love Grey's Anatomy it's my favorite show Shonda Rhimes is amazing she is I don't know how she is she does it I was just telling my friend the other day because she was saying that America has like the highest rate in like women dying during birth mm-hmm. out of all the countries like everywhere and I was like I know and it's higher in African-American women and I was like I know that for one because I know it but they also talked about that on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and I was like you know Shonda Rhimes you're trying to base it off of real life so it's real <laughs> <laughs> but it really is real yeah and so one episode though um I struggled with 
after you know going through some of my doula trainer training yeah and, and some things and I felt like they were like rushing to give somebody a c-section <laughs> and I'm like hold on wait y'all need to slow down <laughs> she might not need that c-section <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like when Arizona came up with those um carts to go in every room that doesn't exist now in like regular hospitals or whatever but I was just like I like the fact that they were trying to think of solutions Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. fix the issues but yeah Grace Anatomy is life yeah it is so what's your go-to order at your favorite Michigan restaurant or coffee shop I know. I asked my husband. He was like, I went to Noodles and Company. I said, that is not a Michigan restaurant. That is a national franchise. Like, Noodles and Company does not count. Mm, I think I failed this Big B is Michigan. Their like headquarters is in Michigan. They were founded in Lansing, so I would say Big B would be Big B will come for sure. Okay, well I do prefer Big B to Starbucks. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and when I go, I get a chai latte tea. Is it good? Really good. Really good. Really good. Um, what's your favorite book or podcast right now? Good. <laughs> um, so I like to listen to the Hey Girl podcast. I love that podcast. Yes, um, I love Alex L. Mm-hmm. She is very um, down to earth and she feels like a sister friend mm-hmm. when you listen to her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like Hey Girl. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Um, I mean, are there any other podcasts that you really, really enjoy? Maybe to like record, you know, in your downtime or anything? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't trying to plug myself. Plug yourself, please, please. Yeah, so I host She the Podcast which is an audio series for um, women who are ready to leave their mark on the world. Awesome. Yeah, so working on the first season, and right now I am going through my book, um, which is called She. Yeah. <laughs> um, All makes sense. <laughs> yeah, which is, um, it tells a little bit of my story um, becoming a single mom in the church. And yeah, just um, it's kind of a guide or a how to um, kind of get rid of your past and forget about it and yeah. go ahead and pursue the limitless future that you were promised. So a lot of times we get stuck on what happened 10, 12 years ago. Right. Um, basically because other people won't let us forget it. Yeah. And then we don't do what it is that we're called to do. Right. So, I'm going to tell you a funny story. It's really not that funny, but it's just funny how small Lansing is. It's just really crazy. So, I went to Pentecostal for like a year, maybe two years. 
um, when I was like going into high school. So I started going there like the summer I was about to go into high school. And I was friends with your little sister. Um, and so I knew like of you, but when you came out with your book, she had posted something on Facebook of like a book signing or something at Big B. And I'm like, who is this person writing a book in Lansing? Like, I need to meet this person because, you know, I love Lansing and I appreciate the strides that the people in Lansing are making. But at times it feels like we're stuck. <laughs> and like nothing's happening and no one's doing anything at all. I know that's not true. And, there has been a lot of progression since, you know, then. But I was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl, you know? But then let's fast forward like five years later, four years, maybe four or five years later, um, I and my, myself and my husband connected with your husband, mm -hmm. Jonathan, and who I also like know his family, obviously. <laughs> and went to school with them at Everett and stuff. And it's just so crazy how like this has all connected. I don't know, it's just. Yeah, it is crazy and small world. And my sister would say, oh, you mean Jasmine that used to go to church with? I'm like, no, another Jasmine. <laughs> Jonathan's friend's wife, you don't know her. And he's like, no, Michelle, really, I know. I, I, I know, know exactly, exactly who, who she is. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and so you were talking about um, people in Lansing not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, maybe it's not that people aren't <laughs> doing anything. There are people doing stuff. But one, people don't know about it. Yes. Um, And I don't know why. That's one thing I'm trying to figure out. Right. And then when people are doing something, people in Lansing don't support it. Do not support at and all. I, I am very confused about this. It's like flabbergasting. And so, listen, there were at least three events that I can think of, just off the top of my head, that have been canceled. Mm-hmm because there was no support. But we complain because there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There is something to do. Like, we don't go to it. Um, my girls and I went to a cute little event yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody there. There was, there was nobody. It was free. It was free. It was for the kids. It was for kids of color. <laughs> there was no cost, you know. Yeah. And... Like, we went, and, like, some people had RSVP, but mm -hmm. it was legit just us. That's and, so crazy. And it's sad because, I don't know, a lot of times you're like, oh, they don't need to move to Atlanta because they think, yes, they do, because <laughs> y'all ain't get behind them. Like, they Seriously, need yeah. Where, yeah, like, I love going to... I don't know, events and whatever to see people's dreams like actually right. you know, 
come forth. Like where I was yesterday was at a movie event and I was sitting there like, this lady dreamt this and now it's on the big screen. It's so awesome. Like I wanted to cry for her. Right. Don't even know her. I wanted to cry for her because I'm like, this is so awesome. Yeah. But ain't nobody here to see it. Yeah. Why? It's crazy. Why, why, why? I don't know. And it's like, people in Lansing, and this is just a generalization. This isn't everybody in Lansing, you know? Yeah. But they're quick to support, like, commercial things. Like, they're quick to go to McDonald's for breakfast. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you went to Golden Harvest? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Go to, mm-hmm. Don't go to IHOP. Don't go to Cracker Barrel. Go to your local places here. Go to Good Truckin' down in Realtown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... Just do it. Just for one, those are super fun, cool places that you're not going to experience the same things as you would going to McDonald's. Right. And you're supporting someone here. You're supporting your neighbor, literally. Like, you know, when was the last time you checked out what your neighbor is doing? The person that lives right now, I don't know what they're doing over there, but I'm just saying, like, I should. I should. I should want to know. And I should ask what I can do to, like, support them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, people don't really go to networking events anymore. That's just kind of dead. Mm-hmm. And if they do go, it's, like, the same people every time. Yeah. You know, I've already networked with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, I just, like, we really need to work on just being more connected you know it's just something that I feel like Lansing really really struggles with um and it's sad but I try to go to like stuff you know sometimes just even like random things like they have like an art show at Strange Matter one night and just stop by and I met my illustrator there she was like set up there had some cute stationery and I was like wow like look at this look at this look at this I want all of this stuff and I took her business card because I was like I'm gonna just I'm gonna need her one day you know for something or I'm gonna buy something from her or something and then when I dreamt of this podcast I'm like oh my gosh like I have to reach out to that lady that was at Strange Matter like what is her name what and I could not find that business card to save my life So I'm like on Strange Matters Instagram scrolling like they had to have taken a picture of this event and tagged these artists and I found her again and she did my podcast art. And it's just like that's the support that we need. Like I could have easily reached out to somebody that I found on Etsy, which is great, you know, support those businesses too. But I found someone right here in Lansing. She lives right in Lansing, you know, and I've never met her before. And she's super awesome. And she's now like my new BFF. She may not know that, but she is. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like I supported her. She supported me by providing me a service. And now I'm going to tell everybody about her, you know. So it's just like there needs to be more of that. I'm here for it. Yeah. So. um, Exactly. Speaking of events. Um, any cool events coming up or? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hosting um, Momsgiving 2018. That's happening on November 3rd. And Momsgiving is basically like a Thanksgiving celebration for moms. And one thing I feel like 
felt like <laughs> is lacking <laughs> is community and support among moms, moms supporting moms. Yeah. And so I wanted to create something where um, women could come um, and bring their children if they wanted or needed to um, and just have some adult time to be able to um, talk and connect and you know, for those that are mompreneurs to be able to promote their businesses um, and things of that nature. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm super excited. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, because I have a couple amazing, <laughs> a couple amazing moms coming um, to share and um, yeah, talk about their motherhood journey. I'm excited. I really am excited because I feel like I've never been to an event like this, you know, because there hasn't been one. Me either. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) And so, yeah, this is something, um, not necessarily with the title Mom's Giving, but um, this is something that I've dreamed about for at least four years. Yeah. And I've been like, oh, I'll do it one day. Or, well, actually, no, I'll, like, be pregnant every time I want to do it. <laughs> so it didn't quite work out. So, yeah. Yeah, but this is the year. And so hopefully um, we'll do this every year until whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's at Play in East Lansing? It is correct? at Play in okay. East Lansing. Yeah, from 5 to 7. I've never been there before. Really? Really. <laughs> I'm slacking. I really have wanted to go since they opened mm-hmm. and just never have. I use them for birthday parties. Yeah. Um, I used to just sit there and like go on their website just because and look at the pictures of the birthday parties they've had there. <laughs> because they're so cute and like they look like a lot of fun and I just like that it allows the kids to use their imagination and just not do like goofy stuff. <laughs> like, I'm tired of going to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Please don't invite me to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. Anyone listening to this podcast, because I don't want to go. Yeah. I'll go. I will go, but I don't want to go. Just giving you a, just a heads up. A heads up. Yeah. yeah. No more <laughs> So I know we talked about self-care a little bit, but what's your favorite self-care activity? necessarily call it an activity okay I guess I think I'm recognizing now that self-care is really simply taking care of myself and doing whatever you know we like to be like oh I'm gonna take a bubble bath and that's self-care. Right. yeah I'm gonna say I'm not going to such and such, such thing and right that, that's gonna be self-care for yeah. me so um pretty much just doing whatever it takes to take care of me within whatever moment yeah it happens yeah and I read something I think I even shared it one day on Instagram but it was just basically saying that like self-care isn't just bubble baths and you know lemon water it's like listening to yourself and what you need when to say no to things you know and just really listening to your intuition that's self-care yeah. And so I'm a super introvert. Mm-hmm. And Me too. I enjoy that about myself. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes, which is weird though, because 
over here, I'm craving community and I'm right. like, I need to be around. But I know that like, that's going to exhaust me. Yeah. And so once that's done, I just need to go and lock myself in my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I might be watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Or I might be staring at the wall, but <laughs> need to shut down. Yeah, I'll be able to shut down into center. So yeah. Um, since this podcast is called Power of Her, is there anything you'd like to say to empower our amazing listeners? Like my favorite thing in podcasts is when somebody's like, "Hey, Paul, edit this out," but they they never edit it out. I'm like, that makes me laugh so hard. Like, I love that. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.